Views from the friend zone. Mom trying to be, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though? It's cool though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo. Views from the friend zone. Mom trying to be, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though? It's cool though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to another edition of the Views from the Friend Zone podcast. It's your boy, Real Talk Marv. Happy Sunday, y'all. It's been a minute since I've been in the studio. Me and Cliff Rock, when we was in Miami a couple of weeks ago, living our best life. You know what I mean? Shout out to Greedy Gut. Shout out to Open Shirt Poppy. They held it down two weeks ago and had, had this show, had a good, interesting conversation. You know, we got to send our Love and condolences to um, Greedy Gut. She um, lost her mother during the time last couple of weeks, and you know she's um, dealing with that. But we got mad love and support for her. You know we want her to know that we we got her back, and you know she come back when she's ready. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you know we're gonna have a good show. We got a special guest in the building. You know, like always, I'm gonna have people introduce themselves, starting with the guest. What's going on, y'all? It's uh, T-Tail. It's uh, Terrence Tillman. I'm a certified life coach and a professional speaker from Queens, New York. Appreciate, appreciate you guys for having me. Nice, nice, nice. It's your boy Cliff Brockbanam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, we're going to definitely ask you, you know, more about what you got going on and, and, you know, more about yourself. Yeah. You know, I wanted to, um, you know, ask you also, like, you know, what made you go down this field? Mm-hmm. You know, what are your greatest um experiences and what do you get from doing what you do yeah so i think uh this started about 2014 or so uh lost my job uh my mom was having a brain aneurysm uh, on her deathbed then my dad ironically was in another hospital taking chemotherapy uh, for cancer uh so it kind of happened all at once i was just in a bad place you know didn't know whether mom was going to live or die um, you know, so just kind of in a desperate, a desperate place, right? And just trying to find uh, inspiration where I, wherever I could, you know, just try to find some type of mo- a motivation. So I would watch videos. Um, I would go to these motivational speakers and, and, and just stay in the audience and just listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would drag some of my friends with me. Uh, and one particular friend of mine, uh, she was with, with me. I took her to like two or three of these. And she was like, you know, you've been doing this for years. I was like, what? Um, she was like, you've been motivating us for years, like your friends, your family, strangers. You help out a lot, you know, since since high school, since be- before high school. Like, you have a gift. So it was your calling before you knew it was your calling. Yeah, you know, it, but I never really made the correlation to do this, like, on a professional level. It was just yeah. something that I just do, you yeah. know. Um, people call me for advice all the time. We have two or three-hour conversations and stuff like that. And, uh, and so she said to me, until your name is on the bill, I'm not coming back to any one of these events with you because you're playing. Because wow. this is what you should be doing. Wow. Um, and I was just like, oh. That was my aha moment. Um, and then from then, you know, I just had to figure it out and just began my journey, you know, becoming a coach and getting out there speaking and doing things like that. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. You want to ask him any questions, Claire? No, I'm going to ask him during the show. Probably later on in the show, I'll okay. ask him more questions about it. So um, how do you go about becoming a, a certified life coach? And, like, what what is the process like mm-hmm. for those who are, like, listening? Like, you know what? Because sometimes I feel like we all have a word or we all kind of feel like we can do certain things, but yeah. we don't know the credentials or the, the path to achieve it. Yeah, so um, you know, people take different avenues for me. Um, I wanted to source out a... Uh, 
a very reputable um, organization, and uh, I knew a friend who had uh, another friend who was a master life coach. Um, her name is Aisha Curry. She's in California. Okay. Um, and she has a school for this for called Powerology. Um, wow. It's it's an incredible um, school. Um, so you you really go to school, you do homework, you do projects and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they teach you about life coaching and mm-hmm. the, the differences of what life coaching is versus therapy, which is two, vastly two say, different things. I was going to say, right, because mm-hmm. it kind of feels like it could border on, you know, psychiatrists or psychology mm-hmm. and kind of thing. So, like, you know. What I've learned is that it's two different things. Mm-hmm. You know, ther- like therapy kind of takes care of your past. A life coach prepares you for the future, right? And That's deep. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so it's kind of like having a personal trainer, right? Yeah. So you kind of meet with goals, you know, and what you really want to do uh, with your life, and we create customized plans, you know, and and help you with that. And it's kind of like I'm your accountability partner. And you know it's, what's mm-hmm. dope about that? I, I think we, I think if it's possible, that should be introduced into our school curriculum, right? right. Because mental health, mm-hmm. goals, aspirations, I feel like we need to train the new generation for things like that, right? Because right. I feel like the old way of schooling mm-hmm. is becoming outdated, right? Because right. before they used to just treat you, they used to teach you trades, and mm-hmm. then they started moving to a more academic, whereas just they're teaching you to become students. But right. I feel like we don't learn life skills in school That's anymore. That's we don't learn about money. Cool. We don't learn about relationships. Right. Things that you feel like, okay, you know, why is it the school's responsibility? I feel like schools should prepare us for life right? in different avenues and different facets, and I feel like it's becoming outdated. Mm-hmm. You know, life coaching and mental health, even though it's two different aspects, right. they kind of marry with each other, and they also are things that we need, mm-hmm. right? Especially kids who who don't have a direction or they, they're they not kind of sure if we had these kind of services available for them, right. that would make a world of difference. Right. And once I, I kind of learned that, then, you know, I started to partner with, you know, certain therapists, you know, to introduce what I do and create a buddy system because there are certain things that I'm not qualified to even, you know, tell mm-hmm. you about, you know, or give you advice on, yeah. you know, like you need a licensed therapist, you know, to do those things, you know, so that's where the two, you know, separate. Nice, but I I love that, right? Your therapist talks to you about your past. Your life mm-hmm. coach kind of prepares you for your future. Right. Yeah, that's a good and that's two different yeah. things, right? Mm-hmm. But Definitely. you also need you them. Need, you need both. You need both. Yep, because you could have a life coach, but if you haven't taken care of the stuff from your past, then you could sabotage your future too, Yeah. right? So yeah. You know, they work hand in hand. Cool, cool. Before we jump into the show, you know, want to talk about, like, what's going on, current events and stuff like that, you know? One thing I would talk about is, like, you know, Slightly, it's football season around the corner. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck just retired last night. That's yeah. a bombshell. And I have my yeah. fantasy football draft today. <laughs> oh, lucky. I could have messed around and drafted yeah, him, yeah. you know. You Obviously, that's him. not the end of the world, what but that's crazy. Sudden, what was the sudden change? I didn't even know. Because he's just been so injured the last couple of years, right. and he has this nagging uh, ankle injury right now mm-hmm. that he's just like, you know what, I'm done. Yeah, but he, yeah. he made he made decent amount of money. Yeah, so he did make decent amount of money. Stuff like that. He doesn't like look like a person that lives outside his means. <laughs> and, and, and to bring yeah. it back in, mm-hmm. he may need a life coach now, right? Because in his mindset, he was going to play football for the next 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. But now the game is away from he him. He played like seven seasons. Seven yeah. seasons. Yeah. yeah. So now it's like, what do you do next, kind of thing? Uh, based off of his uh, his press conference, he needs. I think he would need therapy first um, yeah. because he said that it took a real mental toll on him Yeah, um, where it seemed like it really affected his mental health to yeah. where he, he felt that he really couldn't play anymore yeah. um, and then after that yeah he would definitely need a life coach That's but yeah 
and 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 that's the that's the funny thing about sports, right? It's just like either your body will make you retire or your mind will make you retire. Right. And sometimes we're not in the sports yeah. figure's head. Right. So we just like, yo, he young. Yeah. He got mad years well, left. Why, why yeah. would he do this? Yeah. But and the thing about the thing about being a former athlete and just in general, like you 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 phys- you could think in your head y'all could do it, but once that body tell you you can't do it no more, it's mm-hmm. over. And, and, it's over. and him, it's a combination of his body not being right. with him. Yeah. But I feel like if he took a year off, he could heal. But his mind is like, do his I want to go yeah. through that again? Yeah, yeah, and then it's like the rehab and all. You see, the thing about people only see what's on TV. People don't see the the the, the work behind it. It's mm-hmm. a lot right. of work, when, yeah. especially when you get a nagging injury where you have to rehab four or five times a day. Yeah. You got to do the pool later. You got to do the pool early in the morning. Yeah. You don't really get time to spend time with your family because you're trying to get back to the to the top peaks of being that top athlete. And, so. and it's yeah. also a bigger yeah. story outside of this to like even switch it is just like, you know, life paths. Like, let's let's look at Dwayne Wade and let's look at Carmelo Anthony, mm-hmm. both class of mm-hmm. 2003, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wade, Wade been to the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. And if you saw Wade play last year, he still got it. He looked decent. He may not give you 35 minutes. But if you give Wade 20 minutes, he might give you 20 real quick, no, no, right? No, he still, right. he still could average a solid 14 and 6 in yeah. the league. He's and decent. now look at Melo. Melo can't find a job. Mm-hmm. But Another guy on the pinnacle is, from 03. That situation is different, right? Do you talk about the way Wade is the, when the body physically tell you you don't have that, you, you can't do it anymore, you just... You know, age play a factor and just all the years putting the pound in on certain things. But mindset right. is the mellow the, thing. Mi- the mm-hmm. mi- mindset and mellow thing where it's also, it showed you your case. It is my, it's not even a mindset and mellow thing. It's a character issue, right? Mm-hmm. The NBA said, we're not going to deal with your character issue. Yeah. The fact that you're a selfish basketball player and you're only thinking about yourself right. in this, yeah. stage, this stage of your life, you don't realize that you're supposed to be a support player and instead of starting to be a star. Your character issue is going to keep you outside of our league. And that's what happened. Right. Two more, before we jump in the show, two more athletes that I also want to bring is the mindset as well, right? Because it's critical to what we're talking about, and especially your services, life services. Let's look at what's going on with Boogie Cousins, and mm. let's look also what's going on with Dwight Howard, right? Yeah. With Boogie Cousins, his body. He's, he's going to probably have to have story, the Andrew Luck situation. I'm not forcing him to retire, but his body's not really dealing with him. But then mm-hmm. now let's talk about Dwight Howard, who's about to be signed with the Lakers when he finishes um, buyout with the Grizzlies. Yep. But the Lakers said, you're on a short leash. Yep. No guarantee money. Think about it. Dwight Howard was one of the best players in the world. Yeah. He, still, he still has physical abilities, mm-hmm. but it's the mindset. That people are just like whoa. It's, it, mm-hmm. Then once again, it's not just the mindset. It's not his. It's not his physical abilities that you talk about. It's his character issues. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that talks to the public too much. He whines. He complains. Mm-hmm. He brings problems to the team locker room. When you have character issues and you're in the NBA or you're playing on that top level, these owners who are billionaires don't got time for that. Mm-hmm. They can't. They can't babysit a grown yeah. man who I'm paying millions of dollars to. Mm-hmm. So. See, good character. You ever realize good character guys last two more years and get paid Look at for Vince free. Carter. Yeah, yeah they Look get at Vince yeah, Carter yeah. because he has no character issues. No character issues. Royal Ivy, some dude from Queens, played ten years in the league. Yeah, let's call a spade a spade. He probably, I, I like Royal. 
since Cardo's in, in Texas days, he might have shouldn't have been in the 10 leagues, but he had good character issues. He po- he, right. Skill-wise, he probably should have been in the league three years, four but the, years. But right. the but NBA said, the attitude the NBA stressed said, him out. Mm-hmm. you know what? He did a lot of nonprofit work. He did a lot of things that said to himself, he's a good person just to have in the locker room, and we're going to keep you. That keep And now he's job. on the Knicks coaching staff. That's what I'm saying. That's so amazing. it's all about character issues. Yeah. No, so it made me think about just how so, like, you know, we have to also understand the differences between just talent and mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to marry the two. Right. Yeah. It's not just sports and life in general, right. right? And I think a lot of times we don't necessarily marry the mental aspect with our talent. A lot of times we just say, my talent's going to take me, my talent's going to make me a diva. Right. Yeah. yeah, but once your talent becomes marginal mm-hmm. or is, is becoming closer to the average, you lose all the equity that you would have if you had the That's better a mindset, That's right. better teammate. Jared Dudley, because someone, <laughs> someone, you, you read that, right? Yes, I did. Someone, I know we make this is not a sports podcast, but it's it's marrying the mentality of you know talent mm-hmm. and, and and athletic ability and talents, right? Because we gotta marry the two, and we, we have you know a life coach, so we want you to opine on that. But uh, Roy. Royce White. Royce, Royce White, White, who yeah, who also had mental issues with preventing him from being an NBA, but we're not going to talk about that. Right. Was saying how how come Melo don't have a job, but Jared Dudley's on the Lakers, mm-hmm. and Jared Dudley came out and said Melo's a first first ballot Hall of Famer. It's not necessarily always about the best players on the team. Right. It's the best That's fit, it. and you'll find that in business, you find that in life, you find that in work as well. Too, yeah. so, sometimes some some. I'll let you talk. But sometimes you'll be in a work setting and you're just like, yo, I'm more talented than this person. Yeah. I have more skills and stuff like that. But your, your team contribution sometimes is not just measured by your talent. Right. It's fit. It's synergy. Mm-hmm. Mellow doesn't necessarily bring the biggest synergy to teams, especially with a lot of the background noise that mm-hmm. happens. And, and let, let's call it space. Hey, having Gerald Dudley, having Gerald Dudley is an asset. He's a good locker room guy. He's a good motivator for the youngster. Having right. Melo's a liability. Somebody who's a first ballot Hall of Fame that doesn't didn't accept that. You know what? I could still get twenty a game, but I'm, teams don't need you for that right mm-hmm. now. They need you to go in there and say, "Listen, I'm gonna get my fourteen and yep. six rebounds, mm-hmm. and, and and I'm gonna help out a younger player that could could be the next Melo and stuff." He wasn't there yet. Yeah. You know, it was sad to me to even see him on TV basically crying for a job. It, yeah. it was disgusting to me. Borderline disgusting to me. But that, without, without, a con- without a real controversy, he had to do but, that. But, but right. that tells you how. But it's the mindset. It's the, he didn't the have mind- the right and mindset. And, and, and not having it. Listen, when you have a good character, you carry yourself a good way. Sometimes your job will keep you just alone just because you know he's always been a good dude he's he came, reliable he came to work every day on time mm-hmm. he's not doing the greatest to these, uh, for these projects for, for, the, right. for, for the job mm-hmm. but I know he's gonna come to work every day and he's gonna have, he's gonna be motivated yeah. mm-hmm. when you have a negative attitude I'm paying you millions of dollars I don't have time to baby your likes yeah. there's no need for you Antonio what do you Brown. feel about it <laughs> exactly so, so what do you feel about that um, I think it's true I think Melo kind of did himself a disservice mm-hmm. um, you know especially in in Houston, yeah, you know it's just. But I mean, to his to his credit, he did say that he wasn't told that he, you know, had to play a, a lesser role. But that's where self awareness comes in. Mm-hmm. All right, so where has the, the league gone in the last four to five years? Yeah, it's completely changed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit the way I play. And right? that's another thing that's hurting <laughs> Boogie Cousins mm-hmm. and Dwight Howard, right? Because Stephen A. said that the injury cost him like 150 million dollars. Mm-hmm. But to be honest with you. 
I'm not 100% sure about that because Boogie's game, Boogie as a player itself, that big man, mm-hmm. it's it's dinosaur. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 not what the wave of the game is. Big players are still gonna get drafted and stuff like that, but how many people are, are rushing to give those those dudes maxes anymore? You well, know? I think the difference between Boogie and Dwight Howard is at least he kind of developed a game where he he could pass the ball and he could shoot three pointers. Yeah. Boogie could shoot three pointers. Dwight Howard he never developed his game. He even went to try to train with Hakeem Olajuwon, and it seemed like he never even learned a thing from him. Yeah. I mean, that's just my opinion, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But he never really had certain things like Shaq had jump jump hooks and certain things like that. Yeah. You know, um, he, what Dwight Howard is right now, the NBA really doesn't really need it anymore. Yeah. And that's the attitude of the raw talent and not developing yourself mm-hmm. into to more. All right. All right, so we, we did a lot of sports. We're gonna. It's funny. We're going to transition from sports but it's still going to be a sports conversation, right? And we want to talk about compromise. The reason why we're talking about compromise because this week one of the biggest stories, even though it's a sports story, was the Kaepernick versus Jay-Z situation, right? Mm-hmm. And it's we want to just talk about the compromise, right? Because I feel like a lot of times, especially African-American people, when we, when we fight for our rights or mm-hmm. when we try to get things accomplished, mm-hmm. we compromise, and sometimes we compromise in a good way, sometimes we compromise in a bad way. So I want to discuss that compromise. I want to discuss the need for compromise and when mm-hmm. when do we draw the line kind of thing, right? So the first right. question is, the Cap versus Jay-Z argument is at the center of compromise to get what you want. Whose side are you on? It's tough, I think, for me because when I first heard the story, I was like, you know, Jay-Z is dead wrong. Yeah, he's dead wrong. I thought that way too, but like I did, I was like, he's a hundred percent dead wrong for what he's doing, right? But then, you know, after a day or two, you know, I started to think about it a a little bit more, and I'm like, well, there's a lot of players in the NBA, I mean, in NFL, excuse me, right? And they get paid by the NFL, right? So when we talk about protests, it's like, do 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 the players really want to protest? Because they're still planning to get paychecks, right? Mm-hmm. From, you know, Kaepernick, we're all taking a knee, and he doesn't have a job. And people are mad at Jay-Z um, because Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. Like, Ed Reed, mm-hmm. like, if you really want to make a stand for certain things, then you don't have to play. You could protest and not play, mm-hmm. but you still want your paycheck too, yeah. right? Because that benefits you and your family, mm-hmm. right? And that's most of the NFL. Imagine a league that's predominantly African-American. Stop playing. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, if they just stop playing, like how would they? What, like how would that affect the NFL? How would that affect their ratings? Right? That's protest, yeah. to me, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think Bill Russell did it, yeah. Right? There's there's certain prominent figures that did those things, so it's like you know what Jay Z shouldn't do this partnership because it's a money deal and he sold out. But I'm like, if you guys cared about Cap so much, once he lost his job, you guys could have protested and not played either. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, yeah, this 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 is a very sticky situation, right? Mm-hmm. But um, first when it happened, I was like, I'm not a Jay Z fan. I'm pro Nas. I never liked Jay Z, yeah. whatever. Boom. <laughs> but I do like the moves that he's making now. And then the a younger me would have been like, man, fuck Jay Z. That nigga, he's a clown to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. But there was somebody that's in his thirties and understand it, right? Right. It, it was. It's not just about billionaires want to hang out with billionaires, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. It, it, it was one of those things when the when the position was offered to him and and, and and he was able to do it, 
anybody who's a billionaire that wants to be in the billionaire club is going to take it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's right or wrong, whatever, too. We don't know the full details behind the table what's going exactly. on, right? That's, so that's that why a lot. That's why make. a lot of times it's just like that's why people. This is, this is off the subject when you begin labeled the snitch. Mm-hmm. People just hear what they hear. They don't. They don't hear the whole full stories why this person became a snitch, right? Yeah. So that's what we knocking Jay Z for. Jay Z, this is a billion dollar move, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody who's a billionaire came to him and say, "Listen, man, you're huge in the African American community. We're losing a lot of money from that." Let's work together. You mm-hmm. in the club that we could talk to now. Mm-hmm. Any one of us would have took it. Yeah. Right? Because so, now now, now you're talking about a situation where it's not even just for the money. It's just the status where he's going to go with this, right? Yeah. He might do some great things for us, but we so quick to conclusion and say, yo, he sold out. He did this. I can't believe this or this because of the cabinet thing. It's a club that he could, he had to accept. Yeah. And any, any one of us let, would accept it. Let, go ahead. But the re- and also the reason why I do want to give Jay Z the benefit of the doubt is because his history with social injustice yeah. issues, and so, so yeah. like, when, like when you have like, that, like, that, like, that history of making an impact. But yeah. listen, all three of us, you in a billion dollar club now, the one of the hugest billionaires in NFL come to you and offer you a position. We just got to this club. We start turning them out now. Who else is going to turn us down? Yeah. One phone call, one phone call, and now other deals don't get done. Yeah. You go back into the club that you wasn't in, don't exist. There's only a couple people talking to each other, and yeah. that's what it was. But So I, I want to, you know, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but this is the point I want to make. We don't know the details. That's what I right. said. Right? That's 100%. So, so, but what you're saying, it's a billion dollar club. We don't, we don't know the details, so I can't, I can't sit there and and say like you know he sold out or I can sit there and say this is a great right great move bad move kind of right. thing because we don't know the details the problem I had okay. with the way that it went about is mm-hmm. one if if you watch the video he was just like we're over we're past kneeling and he made a comment like do you know what the issue was about and then you have Goodell smirking, laughing and shit. Now you looking like, it's looking a little Sambo-ish, it's looking a little like, you know, because the kneeling, this is my thing, the kneeling made people uncomfortable. It made it made the world stop and say, you know what, we need to listen to what's going on. It's a fact. So for you to say that we're, we're past that, nah, bro, you can't say that we passed that. Now, if you would have said, you know what, we, we kneeled, it brought attention to it, now we want to try something different you know not poo-pooing the kneeling thing but saying we also want to try other things besides the kneeling I would have got it mm-hmm. it started be- become a joke kind of laughing kind of stuff like that right. and and my thing about it is the the bad thing is we're always put against each other right Amer- let, me, let me finish this America always kind of creates the this is my black man. Like like Trump said, there go my African-American, right? <laughs> we, we're always put to where it's just like, when we have two voices, even look at look at Malcolm and Martin, right? right? There was people who would pin our two voices together. Just imagine, even though things did get better, just imagine the energy we would have had if we had Ma- Malcolm and Martin working together. Mm-hmm. It would have accelerated the reach. But eventually they start pushing people against each other. So I'm not sitting there saying F F, F what Jay Z saying. I feel like the the optics, the optics of, of the of the way he yeah. put it out there was really bad. Right. And, and, but let me Go say ahead. one thing that I got you. And him being such a trained professional, you know, artist as well as a businessman, mm-hmm. I felt he wasn't prepared. 
Mm-hmm. He he came off very like nonchalant kind of stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that's what really kind of affected the conversation for me. So I'm a Jay Z fan for music and his business <laughs> Aquaman, right? I I know but that. I, know I can't I can't say whose side I'm on, but yeah, I say we true. lose when we're pit against each other when we're forced to make a choice. So I, I want to just piggyback a little bit on that, right? So we don't know the full details of the situation, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta understand, right? Before even even him taking this deal and dealing with the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Come on, Jay Z's a smart guy. You don't think he talked to the people say, "Yo, is this, is this the move?" Right. He taught. He had to talk to other people that said, "Listen, it's 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 kind of situation. It's kind of situation where your boss asks you to do a project at, at your job. You know it's something you you really can't really do, but you can't say no to it. You still got to do the project, knowing it's a bullshit yeah. project. Whatever you do, mm-hmm. right? So it, it it was it's one of those situations where he talked to who he he talked to, probably got advice from, mm-hmm. and they said you have to. You, it's, it's like it's like you can't say so, no because you say no you say no to this man." You don't know what kind of situation you're going to get put in now. So let me give you more so, detail. Okay. The NFL last year came to Jermaine Dupri and kind of worked out, a, wanted to kind of work out a similar situation. Obviously, we don't know the full details. Listen now. Jay Z told Jermaine Dupri, <laughs> don't do it. Don't, 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 don't have that come. Don't be involved with the NFL and their entertainment and situation and stuff like that. And then now one year later, Jay Z does a deal. Okay. Let, let's let's talk we, let's let's talk about it. I know you're gonna the, say the, the magnitude no, of not, what Jay Z is not versus Jermaine Dupree. The magnitude. Credibility. The deal they probably offered Jermaine Dupree was a, like a, a like a small percentage deal that was gonna work with NFL. You talking about this is this is this is We still don't know what this is a you talking about a Soldier Boy and Drake kind of deal. They was offering Soldier Boy a deal. We don't it, know the details. We don't got no detail. We know the credibility of the people. What you think? But so? Jermaine Dupri did did come on. Uh, I think it was I don't know if it was Big Tiger or something something like that. And he said that um, that that was false. You know that they didn't really offer him a deal. And Jay Z they never that conversation really never happened. Okay. I don't know. I don't really know. We I, we'll never really because know. The, but the, the reason why a lot of people are kind of looking at Jay Z because Jay Z was with Cat in yeah, the beginning, wore his yeah, jersey yeah, performing. Yeah. He mm-hmm. remember he has a line in the song, "I don't need a Super Bowl. Super Bowl need me," kind of thing, right? Right. So it kind of made you feel like he had a momentum of like we're not dealing, we're not fooling with the NFL. But mm-hmm. things change. Yeah. Cap has also took you know. Uh, he signed a non-disclosure for when he signed his mm-hmm. settlement and stuff like that. So now Cap can't really speak out about certain things and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, people got to make their money. So mm-hmm. I, I totally get that. I'm more upset about how we're being put, paid against each other. It's but that, that, that you see, somebody somebody who doesn't understand what's going on, automatically going to jump, oh, he's a seller, he's just whatever. Because you're going through emotion feelings, you got to take a step back and put yourself in that man's shoes. I'm not even a Jay Z fan, mm-hmm. but I understood it. I never, even when it first happened, I was like, it didn't surprise me, right? Because mm-hmm. it's one of the situations where he's in a he's in a different club. Who's to say he didn't talk to Magic Johnson about it or somebody or somebody mm-hmm. who's credible and said, you know what? Because billionaires mm-hmm. talk to billionaires. Magic is Magic's up there, mm-hmm. so he who's to say he didn't talk to Magic and he was like, what do you think? And Magic probably like, it's something that you really can't turn down. Especially, you, especially you coming from, especially, the, the especially no, no, no. Listen, I, I'm gonna let you talk. Especially yeah. coming from the music world, he might do something that's in, that in the next couple of years. You're like, oh, now nah, I see it. Mm-hmm. We got to give it time. 
I think I think what he what he failed at is having that press conference and then bringing all these 105 people and all these music magicians in to to <laughs> ask some questions. He should have hit it like this. He should have had a PR go about team his with business. him. And did, and did the PR move let everybody else talk about yeah, it, right? Yeah. Because, like you said, the optics are bad. It's huh? very, the, the optics, optics, the optics was, was very optics bad. bad. From there, very yeah. bad. That's it's, like LeBron saying I'm going to Miami. Got a thing. I don't know. I'm a LeBron uh, fan. That 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 to me was people in their feelings. But that's what, what people I'm in like. their feelings right now about this whole situation. Yeah. No, but 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 my thing is it's it's more so of like you know you having, you know you having that look where. I just felt like he wasn't attacking. Colin Kaepernick, but I felt like he brushed Colin Kaepernick to the side. Right. So it was sort of like someone said, "This is the equivalent to me." Like you're hearing civil rights talk and stuff like that, and then you, you know, the accident civil rights leader. They was like, "Yeah, I saw Rosa Parks. She did her little busting or whatever." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, it's bigger than what Rosa but Parks did. I've, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like when like he, the optics yeah. of it was just really, really right. bad. When he had the Brooklyn Nets, right? He had one percent of the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. One percent. That's what the NBA gave him. One percent of Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. And he 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 built the Barclays. Barclays got lit. Everybody was Brooklyn up. They gave him one percent. This deal right here, top of the mountain, couldn't turn it down. You keep saying that like he you know the details. Well, we don't know the details, because, but, but he, he, everyone everyone's he, saying he, that it's gonna everyone's saying that it's gonna come with ownership. Do you know how ownership? Do you know how ownership works? Owner, but but uh, like you can't sit. Th- a, a league can't sit there and say, yeah, we're going to give you partial ownership of it, right? A transaction has to go. Who's selling? The own, the, the last team that was up for, for purchase was the Carolina Panthers, and that and deal was already went through. But so, no, we don't know the details. You're right, because that's a back-and-forth situation. Yeah, when, when things yeah. like this happen, they immediately throw, like, you know, spin. They mm-hmm. whisper, oh, he's going to get ownership. Mm-hmm. But us to be distracted and not be bothered by it, kind mm-hmm. of thing. We st- we still don't know. So l- let's move on to the. We're still talking about compromise, but why does it feel like African Americans we also lose during compromise? Like I feel like other cultures, other when they when they stand on the picket line and and they had their movements, I feel like their demands are met and you feel change. I feel like every time we have these kind of movements, we make noise and we get. F- Frustrated, and then I feel like we never get the the just do mm-hmm. when we when we draw our line, we pick a line. I feel like our compromises is we lose more than we gain. Mm-hmm. What do you feel about that? Well, I think historically, I think we've always been very forgiving, um, yes. and you can always count on that for us to be very, very forgiving of everything and everybody. Yeah. And you know, a lot of times people just go, "Oh, well, you know, we'll just pray about it." You know, and and that's always like the the hook is like you know what well, we're just gonna pray for this or pray for that you're gonna and get our is, reward in heaven is, or yeah, afterlife and, i want my roses while well, i can smell them but there's a place for that and that's and i'm not you know refuting that um you know but it's like we we're always turning the other cheek exactly and, and but historically that's what it's always been so that's why i feel like a lot of maybe different cultures uh kind of are able to just kind of stand stand firm and get what they're looking for mm-hmm. and and also they work together a lot we better. don't. We don't work with. I that's that's, I a, think that's, that's another yeah, that's, collaboration. That's another we have to that, come that's, back that's to. A, that's a huge yes. thing. What about you? Why, why you feel like we, I feel like we settle? Our settlements always is always least in other groups when they when they draw the line and, and, and have co- these conversations. What do you think? I mean, is this a matter of you know, 
not to say that we don't care enough, but like we like said, we don't stick stick together. Like when the Jewish is going through stuff, they stick together. They make sure things are going through, and you know, it's just that we're so trained, right? The, uh, everything to say, oh, like you said, oh, we'll get better next time. We'll do better next time. We just gotta keep fighting. We gotta keep fighting. We have that mindset of saying that a uh, next time instead of just doing it and sticking together. Like he said about the NFL, if everybody was like, let's not play. Dudes is not doing that because I'm like, dudes, dudes yeah. is like, I like having it, but I got thirty I got, million dollars with get Nike. Yeah, I'm not doing y'all both, that. Y'all both said something that so, I totally agree. I feel so, so many times like we're just programmed to be like, you know what? Well, they gave us a little piece of bread. Yeah. I'm gonna be good with the little. Pe- <laughs> not like we we yeah. have to kind of draw those lines. We have, and that's why I'm such a, like you know what? People even even Kaepernick. Now I'm hearing people. Downplay Kaepernick because he's half black and half white, and he didn't grow up in the hood, so he can't really speak for us. Come on, bro. That's the kind of dissension that they they're banking on us to do. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of times our leaders they don't even worry about our leaders. They feel we're gonna tear down our leaders before they even have to get to our leaders. Mm-hmm. Like back in the days, think about it. Black Panther movement, all those movements. It was internally that they they got to them. They get to someone, they have somebody infiltrate the group. I mean, not to get too political, but I just feel like as a people, we don't take our stand long enough. Mm-hmm. We we just feel so much that, you know what? Like the, the whole seat at, seat at the table, right? Mm-hmm. We're always begging, screaming, we want a seat at the table. We need seat at the table, seat at the table. But instead of creating our own table and loving the table that we create, mm-hmm. we always begging for a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's just well, we don't really support a, a, a lot of our own I, yeah. I think enough right mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of different uh, e- e- even restaurants and products and people doing really am- a- amazing things that have their own businesses and the entrepreneurs and things like that mm-hmm. and like and like we were saying earlier yeah. they won't even share your story they won't <laughs> even share your post or yeah. your video or yeah. your product or your shirt you know like, I think that's like, you know that's the difference like that's why like when it comes to that like I really, I, I, you know, in the industry, I really love Master P because Master P has mm-hmm. that mindset of saying like, it's not mm-hmm. always always yeah. about the money with him. It's always right. just like, why do you need that? Let's let's he like he took care of it. Let's yo, let's start our own NFL. Let's start yeah. our own league. Yeah. It's not gonna make as much money as the NFL and stuff whatever too. But he's like, listen, the days of needing handouts is over. We got enough money to make this thing happen together. If Jordan, Magic Johnson, Oprah. Bill John, uh, um, BT, everybody come together and say, let's start a, a league, whatever. They can make it happen. Let me tell you, back okay. in the days, Ice Cube, the big, Ice Cube, the big, the big, the big three. three. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah, like, I love it. I love it. It's, it's big time. Like, it's, it's big time. And, and then the crazy thing is just like this: if historically, like the Negro leagues, mm-hmm. the Negro baseball leagues, the Negro right. baseball league product was better than the MLB. Mm-hmm. But what what happened to us is that we were just still we still wanted that notoriety. So we kind of dismantled the mm-hmm. the um, Negro League, so we could join the MLB and make the MLB greatest product. Mm-hmm. The MLB, the greatest players in the MLB, which is America's game, right. are Latino, mm-hmm. not even African Americans. It's the Latino players who are yeah. the, the truly the, the best players, right? Mm-hmm. You sprinkle here and there. There's there's you know some Mike Trout and other athletes, but I say that to say this: we need to feel things that come from us is good enough. Right. And we don't feel it's good enough. There's a meme that went out. Like you said, the restaurants to support. Mm-hmm. A guy was charging three seventy five for a hot dog. It was a white guy trying to drink some hot dog. Mm-hmm. 
Black guys came through, said, yo, let me get a couple of them. Asian guys said, oh, my man, I'm going to get, what's the name? Then African-American offered 375 Come on, why you got to call me 375 for a hot dog? You know a hot dog's a dollar fifty. I could go home and make a hot dog for 50 cents. Mm-hmm. They didn't argue when the other people presented that same hot dog. That, In right. fact, they even purchased more than they usually. Mm-hmm. And now you're beating down someone who looks like you saying, oh, you're overcharging, when he's just trying to compete with the market. Mm-hmm. That's that's like business. You could be having a restaurant, anything with them too. That same person going to a restaurant, he would spend three hundred fifty dollars for that Italian restaurant mm-hmm. just because of name and whatever food, because of standard. But then if you somebody that's open a soul food spot in the hood and you charging thirty, like my bill's a hundred dollars. You charging? Yeah. I didn't you, order this. What is tra- gratuity? You, tra- you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, Arguing you, type stuff. You charging one forty? They looking for yo. So you charging one forty for a plate of food? That's crazy. But you're not knowing that. You would pay for it if it was somebody else. You know, that's why a lot of times... And that's true. That's why a lot of times, like 50 Cent, when he came, when he hit Vitamin Water, he put his name on it, right? Mm-hmm. Because people want to support it. Yeah. It, it's, it's one of them situations where we are trained to think negative instead of doing po- think positive and saying, you know what, let me help others. And the only thing so, I ask is, is, is that if we're going to you know, support each other and invest in each other, uh, I hope the businesses come with some good customer service. Yeah, <laughs> I, that bothers me sometimes too. But at the same, but at the same time, because we had this conversation. But another thing I want to say also is, we don't give each other the time to get it right. Mm-hmm. Right? right. You got to think about it. African Americans as business people, right? Mm-hmm. We've we've done business throughout the history, but at the same time, we don't have the the longevity as far as the chances to get it right, to get the system, mm-hmm. build systems, approve upon it. A lot of times we're first-generation business owners, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like grandma or grandpa taught you how to be a business. We, we've been taught how to be workers. Yep. So I feel like we, like you go to Walmart, mm-hmm. you have bad customer service, you'll come back, you'll complain about it, you'll come back and do it again. I feel like sometimes Walmart can do you wrong four, five, six, seven, ten times, and you'll go back to it. A black business do you wrong one time, and not only will you never do it again, but now you're spreading the word, right? <laughs> yeah. You went one step further. Think about the Popeye chick- chicken sandwich. We out here losing our damn minds over this <laughs> damn chicken sandwich. I still didn't taste it's it. still a fast food chicken sandwich. I tasted it. I, I cheated on my diet. I tasted <laughs> it. It was, it was good. It wasn't, oh, my gosh, I'm losing my mind. I had the sandwich. I didn't say to myself, I'm going to get it again tonight. I'm going to get it tomorrow. It just was a sandwich. I'll be honest. I had one today. It was good? I was disappointed. Because the hype, it's too <laughs> crazy. It, it can't was, live up to it. It was basic. It was very salmon. basic to me, yeah. to be honest. I yeah. was like, oh, come on. You know, it, it's, it's, just, it's just a cycle that we just got to change, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like... But you know what the thing about Walmart, though? I can go to a different Walmart. I have options. I don't have to go to the same Walmart. Oh, yeah. I can go to one in a different That's town, a, right? Yeah. yeah. And but with certain own, like, you know, certain businesses, shops that's black owned, then maybe just one. Yeah. Now, if I have a... You know, a disagreement with the person that that was there, or I get bad service. Why would I want to go back to that one? But this is my thing. How can it become? How how can black businesses grow to start mm-hmm. improving upon their system if they die before they can grow? Right. I'm not sitting there and saying go to a black business and be disrespected. Right, right, right. I'm sitting there saying if you have a bad experience at a black business, tell mm-hmm. that black business person, look. I had a bad experience here. Yeah. This is what I feel about it. I mm-hmm. want you to win. So these are the things I feel like you can work on. Yeah. Maybe they're receptive to it. Maybe they're not. But you did your part. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree with so, that. So the next question on the compromise is, the cop who killed Eric Garner finally got fired. 
But why does it feel like we still didn't win? Five years later, he kept his job for five years, benefits and all stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like, you know, it's crazy the fighting. Like, he won in so many different courts, he finally get, gets fired. Like, why does it take so much for us to get, you know, resolution to our issues? But even in that, um, I saw that there was a GoFundMe for his pension. Um, and, and the, it's probably and at like a million dollars right the now. The last thing I saw, it was like in the hundreds of thousands of dollars already. And, you know, but that goes right, right back to what we were talking about before. Work, working together, supporting. Mm-hmm. Whoever support. it is that you support in your community, they rounded up and supported that cop, and they want him to have a good uh, a pension, right? The first, but, but, so, the first, the, so, so the, that feels the, like the, a loss. The gun who who killed uh, uh, Trayvon Martin sold for like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. The 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 first, the, I think it was the first two three hours, like whatever. He raised seventy thousand yeah, dollars. The first two like three that. hours, seventy thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Same thing with us. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not to not to not to shit on my peoples, but I don't know if we, if, if, if the, the situation. Is to be honest with you, though, much. don't get the game twisted. It's bigger than just support for that person. It's more the hate of us yeah. that drives those up than the support of that yeah, person. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's, it is. Listen, but it's still for a cause. It's still right? for a cause. So it's even if cause, the yeah. cause is the hate, they'll rally and they're supported, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying we have to do the same for the things for our causes and for yeah. the things that we love and for the things yeah, that we want to support. That's exactly. You know? Like how we show out for Black Panther and this damn chicken sandwich. We need to find certain things to show out that's going to like we reciprocate the benefits of it. And you the know? owner of Popeye is not even black. No. Definitely not. <laughs> the the, yeah, the spokesperson is, it, you know. It, it, it's, it's, the lady it's, in the commercial is. Which is a black art. <laughs> We don't make we don't make the majority of the money from hip hop, not even close to it. No. They say African Americans make less than twenty five percent of the revenue generated by hip hop, mm-hmm. and it's our genre. So the last question on compromise is: Do you feel this is like a more step away from like political and more just? Do you feel relationships are more partnerships or compromise? Go ahead, guess. Go ahead. All right. Um. So. I kind of feel like it's a little bit of both. Uh, you have to be able to compromise. We know both. The piece, I never attack someone's answers, but we know mm-hmm. it has to be both. Right. But I need you to, you got to pick a side. Okay. Don't drill down the middle. You got to pick a side. Because, um, of course, it's both, but we, we got to pick a side. I would say partnership. You think it's more partnership? Yeah. Okay. Um, I would think it's more partnership because whenever it's you and your partner, you have respect for that partnership, right? So mm-hmm. you're more inclined to do what? to compromise with that partner, yeah. right? Um, and a lot of times that comes with respect, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So when you're with your partner um, and you form a partnership, you're working together. You mm-hmm. are collaborating, whether that means, you, th- you know, with kids, um, anything, you know, with yeah. how you raise your kids, it's a partnership. Even if you guys open a business together, yeah, it's a partnership. You guys are doing it together, right? And to me, if you're not in a partnership, that means we're going in two separate directions. Right. That's okay. Right, and so I don't know how we can last if we're both going in two opposite di- directions. What do you think, Cliff? Um, I think it's a it's a little bit of both, but I'm gonna say compromise <laughs> yeah. and for a relationship. To really, I, to I, really, I think once you're married for a while yeah. and been in this for a long relationship, it becomes more compromise. So you can partner. It's compromise and for a relationship to be really healthy. You got to do certain things. That's gonna compromise you, right? Like to to make the relationship good, right? Mm-hmm. A partnership, 
Me, me, and me and my wife could own the seven seven houses, but so we'd be partners with them and still hate each other. Mm-hmm. When you compromising for that person, you saying, you know what, I'm gonna do something that benefits to help our relationship. That's what I think. So I think more compromises. Mm-hmm. It's more of a compromise to make the relationship more healthy, especially when kids play a fact of it. Right? It's mm-hmm. it's always easier to be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm a compromise for the relationship, and you might not do it. But when kids play a factor, you say, oh, hold on, I got to do this because, you know, I want to make sure I'm in my daughter's life. I want to make sure my son's life. So that's what I'm speaking from a new yeah. parent and also, yeah. and that's why I think it's more of a compromise. To me, I, my, I, I my feel it because I feel like ideally you start off the relationship as a partnership. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I do this, you do that. Yeah. We're both going to win and stuff like that. And I just feel like eventually human nature kicks in and then it becomes compromises. I feel like sometimes people begin to draw the line on what they're going to do and what they're not going to do. And it's like, take it or leave it kind of thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So compromise is not a dirty word, but at no. the same time, I feel like event- relationships that last long enough becomes a bit more compromise than partnership. As a husband, you, f- you realize just, you, lose a, you lose a lot of power yeah, eventually. You know I, what I'm saying? It becomes more of a compromise than, than a partnership. Speaking from long-term experience of my situation, I, I like the word compromise. Partnership is kind of like, you know, you could, you could be a partner. You could have a partner and still hate them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I also feel like partnership implies you have equal say. Yeah, equal you don't have say. equal say, bro. You see, don't. See, see, here's the thing. <laughs> oh, no, see, here's, see, see, here's the thing. You gave the DJ Khaled. <laughs> nah, nah. Well, go ahead. Go I ahead. think when it comes to partnership, um, I view it as not, it's not just you know business. I think in the household, when you form a partnership, it's it's hierarchy in the household. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you and your wife. That that is your partner. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. no matter what. So to me, um, if you do have a solid, strong partnership, you'll compromise. Like yeah. like you will compromise. They're not mutually exclusive. I just feel like compromise in the beginning is a partnership, but eventually it, it defaults out of compromise. Yeah. yeah, you have to compromise yeah. in, in a relationship. All right. So because uh we, we spent a lot of time on the, that topic more than I wanted to, I'm gonna like move the show on and I'm gonna yeah. talk the next topics and we'll kinda like try to be a little faster with the responses just due to time. So we're going to talk about the selection process as how we choose our mate, you know. I feel like when we were younger, a big button, a smile would have did it for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then you get older, you have life experiences, you realize like, yo, when I'm choosing someone to be right. that person, I got to I gotta have a better selection process. So mm-hmm. First so question, do you choose your partner based off of looks or potential now that you're older? Like I don't know your relationship status. Right. All right. So um, I'm engaged right now. I'm getting married. Okay, yes, yes, in about yes, a week right. and a half. Okay. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Um. So, to me, I I would say potential. I don't base it off of looks. I mean, looks, of course, is the initial of what yeah. you see on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um. But once you get to know somebody, I think that's kind of what you really go for. Yeah. I, I mean, from from me, I think for me, the biggest thing for me was peace. You yeah. know, having having the ability to have somebody to bring you, you know, peace. That, um, that's that's excellent, excellent that word when like, it comes to relationships. As I peace. got older, like all the, the the strife and the the crazy argument and the unstable, the all that dysfunction, I don't have it in me. Like mm. you know, at my yeah, age to to that's go through that that's stuff. Like you have like, wisdom, man. You have wisdom. <laughs> yes. Like life is already hard enough for other things that we go through um, every day. You know what I'm saying? So to come home to something that that's so. Horrific! I just c- can't do anymore. Like so, to me, I, I pick that. You know, I pick based off of you know what. I think you didn't. You, you didn't. He nothing in your head, right? Yeah. The reason why I want to champion what you said because there's a lot of women out there who are bad. You know, 
pretty, mm-hmm. nice body. You're like, I'm a bad girl. All these men after me and stuff like that. And then you find them single. Right. And then they're always complaining about there's no good men. And then mm-hmm. you see a plain, not to dismiss, but you see a girl who may not have your features, who are more, you know, plain or, or less into mm-hmm. their looks. And you're like, why does she have a man? She's that man's piece. Mm-hmm. Women don't understand how much being a man's piece mm-hmm. equals a lot. Go and, ahead. And to piggyback on to both of what, what Tyrant said, also what you said, more of his um, your sanity. We just at, at this at this point in my age, at, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm 100. I'm I'm 34. I don't. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I I accept that I'm 34 yeah. years old, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. So I need my sanity, mm-hmm. right? So if, if, if when when I don't have my sanity. I can't operate and do certain things I need to do mm-hmm. because you're driving me crazy, right? Yeah. So you could be the prettiest girl in the world to me, right? And and whatever. If you don't bring substance in my sanity to yep. me, we're, we're not. Nothing's gonna happen with us. Yeah. And that's very important. I, I when a good relationship is, mm-hmm. you gotta start with peace and sanity, and yeah. that's 100. Yeah. percent I agree yeah. with that. Be- because when you're younger, you. You're like the lion and the gazelle. You yeah, want to yeah, tackle yeah. the baddest, you know, girl. You want you want that conquest. And then when you're older, like, yo, I want to be able to come home, look at your smile, mm-hmm. talk about each other's day, build, and just have peace, right? Because there's war going on outside. Yep. I want peace in my home. Right. Peace is an underrated trait mm-hmm. when it comes to relationships. So the next question is, does career goals factor in on how you choose today? career goals yeah so like the ambition of the person you're oh, choosing yeah. to date you know what they want to accomplish versus necessarily you know how they're going to contribute in the relationship what do you think um 100% because um in a relationship the person both parties should always have goals and aspirations and, and be motivate motivate each other to do mm-hmm. better right because if, if, if that's not going to be there the relationship is not going to work Mm-hmm. And one person is always motivating the person just like, oh, I'm, I'm cool at my job. You know, I work at right, McDonald's. Right. I'm, I'm cool. I get a right. good, I got a good schedule. I don't whatever. You eventually gonna clash, right? Mm-hmm. And and um, motivate motivation and stuff like that. It's ambition. It's it's, it's healthy for a relationship because it automatically puts you in competition, right? Mm-hmm. Because once you see one, even your partner working hard, you like. I gotta figure it out. Yeah. Right. She she's going for it, mm-hmm. and and it's a healthy competition. So a hundred percent, I think. I two hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, I think you have to have that. I mean, there's no way that you can't have that. If if one person is always flying like here, and you're always trying to trying to go here, at some point you're always going to look down and you animosity is going to be developed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, then insecurity is going to play a factor because mm-hmm. you're looking at it like, oh, what you call it. Oh, why, why, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? But you being insecure, the fact that that person is doing better than you. Mm-hmm. But when somebody's mm-hmm. doing better than you in a relationship, it should motivate you to say, you know what? I'm going to do better next year for myself. But also to bring it back to the peace, if you're not that person mm-hmm. peace, you will change their <laughs> ambition, right? Because you could be ambitious and want the world, and then you're in a relationship that's toxic. Yep. It completely destroys your ambition. That's a fact. And that's where you don't wake up yep. motivated anymore. Nope. You don't have the wind pushing you. Now mm-hmm. you're just like, shit, I'm trying to survive, man. And that's, I'm trying to make it through, you know? And that's the dysfunction that I'm talking about. Because if you're not gonna get an ROI, if you're not gonna get a return on your in- investment, you know, mm-hmm. so if you're flying high and it's like you said, you're ambitious, you're working, and then you have you, you coming home to dysfunction, 
and if and, and, and if you're not bringing that person up, the opposite gonna happen. They're gonna bring you down. Exactly. And that's the problem because now you're you're waking up to strife. You're, you're waking up to just dysfunction, depression, mm-hmm. and you're not happy. It, yo, it's crazy. Exactly. No, I can't do it. So it's just like you gotta find someone. Na- balance na- you. Balance mm-hmm. you. Balance you. Perfect. Yeah, balance. balance. Right? Because if you if if you're the overly ambitious person and the person which was not ambitious, mm-hmm. you're gonna start to like you said, look down at them. Mm-hmm. Animosity is created. The value you have in that person starts to kind of diminish. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you with someone who pushes you mm-hmm. and just motivates you and stuff like that. Things that you weren't able to accomplish, mm-hmm. you now have someone that's like, yo, come on, man. We know you could do this, but you could do more. Right. It's nothing better than to come home. To not, You don't need to be play, you know, pacified to make you feel like, nah. oh, you're the king. Nah. But if someone's like really preparing you to be the king, you'll mm-hmm. go out there trying to be a king and also at the same time make sure that that person is your queen. Right. You and know? I think coming from, you know, I don't have any children yet, right? I know you guys do, right? Mm-hmm. So no, yes, I don't. So I don't want to ever like look it. at my relationship as like I have a child when I don't have any, right? Exactly. And you don't need, you don't have any more, right? That's so why, that. so why does your partner need to be that? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like you, to me, like it's, it's just. That's that's good words. So last question: Do you think your selection process taught you a lot or made you suffer from your younger days? Oh, uh, from from me personally, um, it made me learn a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, despite it w- whether I suffered or not because I did but to me I look at what did I learn from from it and what could I have done better yeah um because a lot of times I think we we can go oh well that person did this and that person this person is that they're horrible to me but for me I look at myself and say man like what could I have done better in that relationship maybe I could have noticed some signs better maybe I could have noticed some red flags I take each each relationship as a learning process because each relationship has gotten me to where I am today, yeah. mm-hmm. and which is in eleven days I'm I'm about to be married. Yeah, and that came at a cost, you know. Mm-hmm. But it prepared me for everything that I'm about to go through um, nice. in the next chapter of my life, man. But you know, yeah. I I think it's all about the lessons and not about the disasters. What do you think? Um, I think. Um my, my process of relationships in general, it made me be a better person, made me be more mature, right? Because mm-hmm. um, going through certain situations and um, in my younger days, I, I didn't really give a fuck about relationships, right? I was yeah. more like, yeah. I want to have sex with you. I'm going to be honest. I want to have sex with you and keep it moving. But then when you find somebody where, you know, the relationship you have is up and downs, you realize that, you know, you want to be more mature or better for that person. Mm-hmm. Especially... I always factor it in, you know, I have a daughter, so I got to lead by example. So mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm acting like a cowboy, she's going to see daddy's acting like a cowboy, and then she's going to pick a cowboy, yeah. and then I got to shoot the cowboy. Exactly. So, <laughs> I always, so I got to lead by example right now. So yeah. for me, leading by example, I try to um, show much respect to my wife. Now, I don't argue with her, and I even tell my wife. If you want to have an argument, you better wait till that little girl go to sleep. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want her to see that turmoil because then exactly. she's going to pick a man thinking mm-hmm. that's okay. I, I, so, I feel like young Jeezy. I've been through it all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I haven't seen it all. So, so I, I, I shall be like, by example. So I feel like, you know what? It's lessons. I don't consider them losses. It's lessons, lessons, right? Sure. Because that time passed. I can't get back the time and nope. the energy that I spent on the last woman. So I just got to become a better man going forward. And mm-hmm. even now, in my current relationship, I'm learning to like, you know what? The arguments, the uh, the shortcomings, whatever in the past, 
what what can I learn from that? I learn more who I want to be. Right. I'm more, what I like, what I don't like, and mm-hmm. that's what we gotta take from our our, our our loss, not losses, but you know our bad situations. We gotta get the lessons out of them yep. because if you only concentrate on the losses, you're forever a victim. Yep. And you're gonna be a victim in the future. Yep. Now, if you like, you know what? I learned from that. I know how to move. I know yep. how to move differently. I, when I see signs, I don't necessarily get triggered, but I know how to move accordingly. Right. That's what we need to do. So we only got a couple more minutes left. So we're gonna. The last topic is red pill, green pill. You know the matrix. You pick the red pill. You pick the green pill. Okay. So these are more. It made this the show a little more lighthearted. I'll start with you. Red pill or green pill? Red pill. You're financially wealthy, but someone else chooses how you live your life. And makes all your choices. Green pill, you're recognized as a great mind. You're famous, but you're forced to live right above the poverty line. Basically, minimum wage, making ten dollars an hour. Which pill do you choose? Don't play with your life, green. Coach. <laughs> green. You, you have, rather have I, the I can't peace. Have people make decisions yeah. for me. I I can't have people make decisions for me. I would just green pill, green pill too, because I'm the type of person. I'm very, I'm notorious. I'm very stubborn. I gotta make my decisions. I gotta feel like I'm a part of it mm. before decisions is being made. So Red pill, because I'm married. I'm already having someone who makes my decisions <laughs> for me and stuff like that. So if I'm a millionaire, and you know, the key uh-huh. is making the person think they made the choice for you, but you kind of Kaiser Sosa them. You ever That's seen funny. Usual Suspects? How he made the yeah. cop think the whole story. Nah, but that was just a joke. <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I think green pill. Because to be honest with you, I've been in situations in life where it's just like you make certain choices and it's just like, you know what? I could have been better financially, but I'm comfortable with the man that I am. Sometimes right. you're offered more lucrative situations, right. but then you're like, you know, a puppet. And then you kind of yeah, go I home like, damn, yeah, I, I get screamed at. Shit is crazy, but my <laughs> check is nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, so the next one. Red pill, the love of your life, fun, great sex, bomb personality, not attractive to you, but you can deal. Green pill, looks like Rihanna, acts like a dead body during sex, only wants to talk about herself. Hey. Red pill? Yeah. Yeah, red pill. Because, I mean, sex is a communication thing. I'd rather her fuck the shit out of me than sit there and act like she don't appreciate it. Yeah. So I would say red pill too. <laughs> like <laughs> to be funny, you, you want to sit, sit there and play games with me? Yeah. Listen, I'm the type of person. I I wait till tomorrow if you're not into it because yeah, I gotta exactly. I gotta know. I'm Don't do me no favors, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so <laughs> to be funny, I was gonna say green pill, but to me, red pill is just like when you when you in sync with someone, you love them and stuff like that. Like they may. They may not look like Rihanna, mm-hmm, but it's like mm-hmm. that's yours. That's right. you. Y'all, right. y'all got that vibe. Right. Sometimes you, I've I've dealt with girls who I was like, she's mad pretty, but the disrespect that came with it, mm-hmm. the level of I'm doing you a favor, it's like nah, bro, right. I can't deal with that. Right. So the last one, red pill, die at sixty, but remember that's a legend. Green pill, live to eighty five, but struggle the last ten years of your life. Red pill. Red pill. I want to die a legend. Yeah. People in my people. Listen, 60's okay. You, 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 listen, people remember a legend. You know, yeah. people Once talk you hit about 60, legend. I always feel you have that. A certain amount of erections left in your life, right? So I feel like all once all your erections are gone, <laughs> come on, man, you had a good run. But also, it just brings to a more important point where it's just like, yo, you got to make the time that you have mean something, right? Because right. who wants to live to ninety, but you was a coward all ninety years? You know what right. I'm saying? You got to make some choices, make you know, 
makes a position. But you know what? That's the end of our show. That was a very good show. I really appreciate you coming through as a guest. So Thank you for having I me. want you to uh, do a shout out real quick and let them know how people can, you know, what's your next event, how they can follow on social media, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so uh, everything is at T-Tail Inspires. Uh, my website is ttailinspires.com. Uh, if you want to know anything about my life coaching, booking me for speaking events, it's ttailinspires.com. All social media. Yes, go to, go to his IG too. I was going through some videos and, and hearing his inspiration and stuff like that and it gave me a pep in my step you know what i'm saying so <laughs> go to his that. ig right now subscribe and get some you know good motivation in your life what about you um just shout out to everybody you know just support one another like you know reaching and helping each other out shouldn't be a big deal it should be something that should be genuine and something that you want to do right mm-hmm. and, you know you never know who you, who's reaching out and who, who help you on the long run so that's why i just mm-hmm. want to give a positive message to everybody I want to piggyback what you're saying. Like, you know, I think a lot of times people feel like if you big somebody up, you kind of make them bigger than you and people's egos mm-hmm. get in the way. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro, this, this live, live your life like, yo, I want to see people win. I want to see people do good. I go out of my way to, like, show people love and support people. And not because I want anything back. Right. It's just because it's, like, it's a good thing to do. It's a good way to live. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes just bigging people up, letting people see, you know, letting people win or helping people win and stuff like that that's the motivation you need you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying you gotta keep your circle that way a lot of times everybody wanna shit on people and be bigger than other people it's like mm-hmm. those are shallow you you live the, you live a life where you put yourself in a corner you know you, you wanna build an army you don't mm-hmm. wanna attack an army you know right. what I'm saying? So can I make a shout out? Sure. To, just want to make a shout out to my fiance. Yes, I know yes, she, yes. I know she's watching. We got 11 days left, yeah. and I want to shout you guys out too, man. Okay. I appreciate you guys for having no, me. No doubt, no I doubt. I love what y'all doing out here. No, no for, doubt. For real. And like I said, you know, definitely want to have you back when you have something else going on to come plug it. You know, and yeah, have it grow. I'm writing a book right now too, so it's gonna be uh, hopefully next year. Listen, I wrote yeah. a book. Yeah. We we've had a couple of how authors. Many, how many times I said have a book author show? Yes. Yeah. So we're gonna we're definitely gonna have an author show where we can discuss our books. You know, network discussion. Like it's about reaching back like me and him I haven't seen him in years but you know I'm just trying to reach out to anybody who I feel some doing something positive and trying to uplift them because at the end of the day helping hand is how you how you push forward and that's what we're trying to do that's another wrap up of another good show shout out to Greedy Gut shout out to um, Open Shirt Shirt Poppy Poppy. this will be back for the next show we out peace Peace. views you gotta look good too. You gotta, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. ad-lib, you gonna ad-lib the topics, yeah. Marv, since we got less time? No, 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 it's already set. Yeah, see him. Mom trying to beat, I'm trying to reach the end zone. We think I'm kind of sweet and you wanna be friends, though. It's cool, though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo. Views from the friend zone. Mom trying to beat, I'm trying to reach the end zone. We think I'm kind of sweet and you wanna be friends, though. It's cool, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to another edition of the Views from the Friend Zone podcast. It's your boy, Real Talk Marv. 
Happy Sunday, y'all. The weather's beautiful outside. I think the weather gods are giving us one last chance to thought and have summer fun <laughs> before right. it gets hoodie and Tim weather. But, you know, I'm not going to hold us up. So have everybody introduce themselves on to the right. Amanda, a.k.a. Greedy Gut with the little butt. <laughs> I'm Chris, a.k.a. Mr. Find. I'm Derek. Call me D. Derek D-E-E. It's your boy Cliff Bachmanam. Yes, yes, yes. So, Mr. Fine, I actually was a uh, a talent guest, a talent host on a, a show a couple of weeks ago, and she was the best talent there. And I told her, you know, ah. I'm gonna have the best talent come be a guest on the show. So, you know, she spoken what she did a cool spoken word singing kind of performance. <laughs> if we have a little time and end, we'll, we'll ask you to bless us with a little sample of, of your work. I got you, I got you. You know, but also Mr. D, you know, he he, he did his own. Uh, podcast show a while back you know tell right. them about that you know that was the blueprint we, we was doing a live thing every weekend too but that's gonna come back sooner than later okay cool 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 so you know like uh we're running a little behind because of because of my my fault i got caught behind an accident but we're gonna jump right into it the first topic we're gonna discuss is can you be pro-black and date outside of your race and the reason why i say it because a lot of times we'll have a lot of our activists who are strong you know, I'm strong, independent, and then we find out that they may be dating someone outside of their race, and then all of a sudden, their word means less, and it's, it's less less of a power, you know. Not that their word is not as strong, but then people start smacking their mouth, you know what I'm saying? So the first sub-question is, can, you lo- can your love life separate from your voice for your people? Ladies first, we're going to have a female guest go first. I feel like it can as long as you're not trying to like single out like you know i don't date black women i don't date like spanish women i don't date like asian women like as long as you're not trying to like single it out and create that separation then i believe it's fine you love who you love and it's not about like what you look like it's about the vibe and the energy yeah i absolutely agree with that you love who you love as long as you're not losing sight on your your people then dating outside of your race shouldn't be an issue okay um what about you, Mr. D? I'm the same, bro. I, like, if I'm pro-black, that got nothing to do with who I'm with. Yeah. I'm still going to believe in what I believe in and push what I believe in. I, I, I love hearing that, but for some reason, even myself, I've encountered it. Like, my wife is Latina, but she's a very, you know, fair-skinned Latina. So a lot of times people be loving, like, my word, and then I get shade, like, oh, he married a white girl. I'm like, she's not a white girl, she's Puerto Rican, but it's like, hmm. She white light, you know what I'm saying? And then I get I get the joke. So I, I want to know, like, is that something that really, like, especially it kind of feels like it turns us against each other, black men and black women, when they feel like we're not partnering up. So you think, like, you really experience that sometimes where people are like, Big no, time. you can't be pro-black? Cause I, I've had I had a few black girls say to me, because I was saying how I love black girls and love black features and stuff like that. Just like, oh, well, you married a Puerto Rican, you married, they said you married a white girl, so your word don't count. Even though I didn't marry a white Yo, girl. what's your response to that? Like, once you white, what do you I, say? I spent the first couple of years of my marriage saying, no, she's Puerto Rican. No, she's Puerto Rican. And now it's just like, yo, if you don't know, fine. Whatever. You feel like you whatever. have nothing to prove you know to them, right? Yes. It's not they Keep talking. I'm going to do a little camera switch because I'm not seeing our guests. You don't have anything to prove to them. Like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. Like, I've dated, I've dated white, I've dated black, I've dated Asian. Like, I've dated, it's about the vibe. Like, Right, exactly. It is about the vibe. How you feel about that, That's Cliff? That's better. You see it? Yeah. I, so, Cliff, how you how feel, you about, feel about that? 
Um, I, I, you can't, you cannot help who you love, right? Even if you pro black, what you call, you might have your your issues and stick to your kind, whatever. But the person that you're dating, you might, you might just educate them. Yeah. Why why you be your belief is a belief, but you can't help who you fall in love with, right? You can fall in love with white Indian, doesn't matter. You just it's just a level of respect she got to show you, knowing that. You are pro-black. Mm-hmm. You you got these certain issues. A level of communication. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's there's a difference, right? This is a provision because sometimes you'll find someone who's just like who's dating outside of their race, and then they become negative towards their race. That's the kind of people I have. Like you know, sometimes you hear a black man who's like maybe been dating white girls for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and then they go on this rant. Well, that's why I only date white women because then I feel like you're being negative. But you find love where you find love. But to be destructive towards your own kind, that's when there's an issue because yeah. then there's a little hate in you. Yeah. I, you got... Oh. <laughs> 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 no, I was going to say, I've heard a lot of excuses from uh, black men that only date white women. Like, oh, uh, I don't like black girls' hair. They can't get their hair wet. Like, crazy Stupidity. stuff like that. Or I can't find a black woman to do other things, like think outside of the box. Like, I've heard stupid Think excuses. outside the box like what? Like, um, I was uh, on a dating website, and on there I put a love hiking and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. A guy was like, oh, wow, a black girl that likes hiking. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, are you serious? Black girls don't like hiking. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hike. Yo, you take a black girl hiking, they, they worried about bugs. Now, see, the thing you're saying right dirty. now is exactly what he told me. Yeah. That's and true. I'm like, I, I think we can't let our experiences generalize, right? Because... I was chasing after Haitian girls all my life. I'm Haitian, American, right. whatever. Second and they was dubbing me, dubbing me, dubbing me. I, I don't have no hatred towards them. Uh-huh. I just prayed to God, said, God, the last three <laughs> girls I've been chasing after is Haitian. They gave me the dove. So I'm leaving it in your hand. Whoever you sent to me, you sent to me. I literally yeah, yeah. prayed that prayer. And, you know, God sent me a Puerto Rican girl. See what I'm saying? So, you, you got, you... But to catch a bear, you got to use honey. You you probably was going with the Haitian <laughs> girls a different way. What Maybe. You, what you was using no, to get I your was, woman I was, I was putting, for, Haitian, I was putting Haitian, Haitian girls on a pedestal. Yeah, you gotta, I was you putting gotta them on a pedestal. Right. And, and what I learned, the biggest You put them thing, on a pedestal? They built different, trust me. Not, not, it's, I don't, not that they didn't do the pedestal. What I learned is you gotta, people got to earn the level of respect and love that you give them. I was giving them too much love up front. And then, yeah. you know what it is, when you're younger, it's not appreciated as much. So then... You know, if you're too nice and too sweet in the beginning, especially when you're younger, I think a lot of time women aren't ready for that. So women kind of feel like, oh, he's too goody-goody for me. Oh, I need more of a bad boy. And, you know, we go through that We go through that phase. Y'all may not feel that now, mm-hmm. but a lot of women when we were younger, it's just like they were chasing after the dudes who was kind of being dickheads towards them. You know what I'm saying? And then as I got older, I started getting appreciated more and more, but I was already out of that kind of situation. What do you feel about that, Claire? About what? Just, just <laughs> in general, about like you know, uh, you know, the choices that we make as far as love and not necessarily having people fit a certain criteria, right? Because you, you know, you're married, but you happen to marry a, a half and half, half black, half Latina. Yeah, you know what I'm saying <laughs> no one, no one. Well, well, she, she's mixed, right? So no one necessarily gives <laughs> you that vibe. That. <laughs> no one necessarily gives you that vibe of. That you you went at the quote unquote outside of your race, but then they kind of said that oh, you just like light skinned girls. They generalize you because of that, right? Yeah. 100%. So how do you combat that? 
like I said, you can't help who you fall in love with, right? Well, and then when people do see, I I always did light skinned girls since I was younger, but it's not the reason. It's not the reason when I say, oh, I why just, you not look at me? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I was looking to you. I was looking to you to see if no. if that generates a reaction. To, <laughs> no, to I always, oh no, those type of things never do. No, I, I always did light skinned girls, but if I ran into a sister that I was interested in at the time before I was married, hundred percent, I would I wouldn't mind. <laughs> Um, pursuing a relationship you can't help who you fall in love with people are going to comment regardless right it's mm-hmm. white black it doesn't matter as long as you find happiness that's what I think my first love was white and I remember when I took around my neighborhood all of my friends like you know they were like what the fuck uh, is it the same person that I know of yes yeah, he's more like of. white chocolate you know what I'm saying that, where, where he has that flavor. when you see his appearance before you know his yeah. status um, when back in the day he was a regular white boy, like he wasn't who he is now. He was a regular white boy when you was with him. Yeah, he was regular, like like you, regular, like a regular person. I I don't want to want to keep his name. Yeah, and okay. I don't want to say, say his regular name. white boy. I mean like your standard white guy, not a dude who listened to rap who got a little swag. There's no way from that. who from. Not to give out his like standard. Like, like a, not to give. Hey, no. Uh, what's your name? Amanda. Hey, hey, Amanda. Uh, <laughs> would you like to go out on a date? Was it that no, kind of he wasn't like no, that. Right? Exactly. I'm not, gonna, so ex- like cool I'm not gonna expose who that person is. That person right. is, is is a celebrity now. But th- from who he is now, I can't see him being a Point Dexter white kid ever. That was a calm name. Okay, guy. so he's not a Point Dexter, but he wasn't like the way Derek described. I can't see he was. Ever no, like no, no, no. He was never okay. like that. No, he he was a white guy who liked black girls. I was his first black girl. <laughs> First black yeah, he likes you, right, so yeah, yeah. you count. <laughs> All right, so the next question is, how far do we take dating restrictions? American-born, African-American dating, Caribbean-American has been a big culture difference, but they're still black. So how does how, how do no we do restrictions, No restrictions, right? bro. No, because I feel like... No restrictions. The biggest thing I get from it is culture, right? A lot of times we let culture divide us. <coughs> even, even amongst black people, right? Black Caribbean people will talk shit about African American people, and African American people talk shit about Black Caribbean people, right? And there's sometimes even dating that causes the kind of a conflict. Yeah, you know that, what I'm saying? That's tribal, but like tribal. That's a good what? Good. Like depending on the type of person that you want, you just have to speak that language to them. Mm-hmm. You got to connect with them, and that's how you get them. Yeah, I mean, you well, being get them, but you, you know being what I mean. married to an Afro Latina, you know the whole. Platinos, collard greens kind of thing. Do you feel like you run into that cultural divide where it's just like the differences sometimes stick out? I've, I've never ran into it, so I can't really speak on that experience. But it happens, though. You you know, like, through family, you don't know what um, her side of the family is saying that, oh, and my, my side of the mm. family is saying also. You only know what, what people say in front of you. So I've never experienced firsthand. But who knows, you know, what the conversation is behind closed doors. You know, doors it's funny. Between my, families. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, I thought she was finished with that. But uh, my homegirl, she's Haitian, right? And she doesn't date Haitian men. I don't I, I know. I so, that. Listen, I know. I know. Talk to me about that. Why? Why? She has her So what's reason. your culture? <laughs> I'm, Haitian, I'm Haitian. Okay, okay. I didn't even know that. Okay. I, I, speak, the, I speak the language. I make the I, I don't make the food. I eat the food. Okay. I got you. I'm, I'm yeah. super Haitian. Why like, don't my you mom, make the food, though? 
So, um, basically, my <laughs> I'm greedy, so I, I love food. Nah. I have to actually. <laughs> my mom, my mom in the kitchen slamming. My grandma in the kitchen slamming. When it comes to me in the kitchen, it's all American food. Like that's all. Yeah. Like. Ha- that happens sometimes. <laughs> Yo, that's yeah. what that's what it is. And I'm just like, uh, well, I tried. I really tried. But like Haitian men are like, it's it's really contradictory to say. But like my boyfriend now is Haitian, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm really over Haitian men. Like it's really. Oh, so you don't how, wanna, how you gonna say that you're current is Haitian? Damn. I be telling people like, I wanna throw him out. <laughs> I'm, really him out. I'm over him. Oh man! Um, yeah, like, you, oh, you, you ready? You ready to end that? No, we're still we're still together. Like it's, okay. it's a whole mess. But it's, okay. would you would you say that if he was here right now? Yeah, I tell him all the time I hate you. I, I have a feeling. Oh, I have a feeling that him, you did. Tell you tell him, him you hate him. It's, it comes from you know it's a it's a really thin line between love and hate. It's like that really. I agree. The same emotion, the same emotion that creates hate creates love. So for me to bring it, (laughs) that's tough, right? So for me to bring it back to like (laughs) the 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 topic, like so being pro-black, we we realize that even amongst being black, we have different cultural differences and perspectives and stuff. So how how do we necessarily say that you know the person we love necessarily affects how we are for the people, right? Because to me, I grew up and I wanted I wanted a Haitian girl. I wanted to be like my parents. And then next level, I wanted to possibly be like the Cosbys, like Bill Cosby. And even though Bill Cosby, you find you out. You wanted to be like Bill Cosby. Not Bill Cosby. Not Bill Cosby. Only on the show. I'll correct that. I want to be Heathcliff Huxtable and Claire Huxtable kind of thing. <laughs> there right? you go. That's so awesome. then it made me chase after a certain woman who I kind of shared my views and stuff like that. But then you just realize like when you start to fall in love, you may not have the same views or the same political stance as, as the person that you're with. But that doesn't change necessarily yeah. wanting better for your you, people. You was projecting what you wanted onto somebody. Yes. You know what I mean? And as soon as I... That's true. You was doing everything in your power to make them like you, and they wasn't doing anything exactly. to make you like As soon them. as I saw some semblance Damn, of something that I nose. He's great with relationships. If you ever listen to his his podcast in the past, he's great at relationships. But as soon as I saw something that kind of was just like, oh, that's what I want... I ran with it. And that's why I said, I always tell people like, yo, don't fill in the gaps, right? Because a lot of times people show you who they are. They show you like character faults. And instead of calling them out or speaking about it, we say, well, maybe they meant this. And now nah, you're, now you're projecting you what you want to see in that you person. You call them out, man. One thing I learned, bro, when it comes to relationships, especially from a man's perspective, we got to be honest. We got to be Brutally, brutally, brutally. I agree brutally, with that. Honest, You're right man. about that. One of the things that we always do, man, and I've done this in the past and this is how I learned from it, is that we either lie or we change what we want to say to protect someone's feelings and then, and then we internalize that. Yeah. I, what I'm and that's you, what I hate the mask that we wear in, when we early dating. Everyone has a mask that they take, take the it mask off. off. To me, I give you wait, raw, my question I give is, you my is it protective? Is it to protect the feelings or is it to Maybe. you lie to get what you want? Part of it, sometimes we lie to get what we want, but another thing is like we don't want to hurt your feelings. Yo, no, we that's really, true. We really, what we, you think? We I, really, really don't. I feel like it's so. How I view, how I view it is, if you're gonna lie to me, it either means you respect me too much that you don't want to hurt my feelings, or you don't respect me and you just don't give a fuck. This is like, what? baby boy, I lie to you. It's, <laughs> I love it's, it's, it's twofold. No, it's twofold, right? Like, like see, if it comes to cheating, then it's like, ain't shit. I'm talking about like, if 
there's something bothering us, yeah. right? If there's something that we need to move past, if we scared to communicate something. So sometimes we lie and say everything is okay, mm-hmm. even though we hate your fucking guts. Yeah. Damn. Because we just don't want to hurt your feelings, ladies. This I've is seen my, people this, get married like that. Like this shit. is my advice. Yeah. Like, for, like, a guy's gonna show you who he is after five beats. If he beat five times, what? I feel like the warts <laughs> start to show, right? Because guys, after who? After five beats, smashing five times. Hold on, who's pushing? Who? 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 Wait, smashing five times. Okay, a guy's gonna show you who he really is after five smashes. I don't trust that. Because, <laughs> nah, he show you after he show you after five smashes. Nah, my nah, 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 nah. He show you. After, nah. What do you think? It's a time thing, bro. It's, it's, a, it's a time thing. It's a time thing, right? Because it, here's the thing, right? If we invest in time, right, and you know we smash him, yeah. What is the woman doing? To make us like them, we do everything for them up front to make them like us. We take them out. This is we talk to them. We spend time with them. We do anything. We do everything, and that's how we become like. This is how this is how I came up with the the five smash numbers, right? Because the first time you smash, can't be five. First time you smash, you if you're lucky, it's a great performance. If not, it's like uh. The second time you smash, it's like okay. She liked you enough to let you smash again. You're establishing comfort. The second smash is always a better performance. The third is kind of coming towards you the medium. You sound like such a fucking pro. Right medium. Now. medium. <laughs> Fourth and fifth is when she starts to allow you to see her true feet. Because a woman might give you not her best head the first time she give you head kind of stuff like that. But when she's comfortable with you, that's when you kind of get her for her. Hold and then on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Don't be quiet, Cliff. We, we, we need to talk. I, I understand <laughs> where you're coming from, but I disagree. Okay, I disagree with that best head bullshit, too. You got to give so, the best the first time. That's a lie. That's a lie. I'm going to give you the best. I'm going to give you the best the first time. For you to realize that she knows what she's doing, but not her best. You get it. You get She don't do that. You're not talking to them the right way. I give the best the first time. You know what it's about. Nah, that's a job. I'm a beat. You're not making them comfortable, bro. I gotta give them the best head. I have women said that, you know what? You're not making them comfortable enough. To make them come back, but I didn't give him everything the first time. No, that's a B minus bitch. I feel you, B minus bitch. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. No, it's enough that it's like, it's enough that it's like some C flesh that he's never coming back. But it's like, damn, like you still got your Nah, yo, the first time when it's showtime, you want to put on your best performance the first time. I agree with you. Why would you want to go half ass? Let me tell you something. That just means the bitch can't give head. No. Thank you. No. Thank you. Wait, wait, wait. I That's give the best head the first time so that way he can be like, oh shit, like, damn, let me come back to nah. that. And then, and then. That's if you you already evaluated yeah. that you want him to be as a keeper. But a lot of times. Oh, well, then that's the whole thing. I'm not going to do Every just... situation, you're not sure. Go ahead. But you know where's the fault in that? Where's because the because then you become the girl that's, yo, that girl, yo, yo she gives the best. It's gonna and be, then you become look, the best top girl. No, no, It's no, going to no. be like that anyway. No, look, look, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Here's the I thing. Mean, hey, here's the thing. It's gonna be the best here's, anyway. Here's the thing, so. bro. Because you could smash one time and then never want to talk to her ever yeah. again. It's not. It's not a five. It's a do I like you? I agree with him. Do I like you? I because agree with him. as men, right, we could have sex with a woman we don't like. Yeah. Right. But when it comes to that five thing, 
That don't matter. Be, be, it, the five things not gonna happen to randoms. I'm talking about when you. Neither when, is when, the giving a head ain't gonna happen to randoms. One time, bro. First, first time <laughs> after you hit it the first time, you know if you like it or not. That's not true. You can't, you don't wait, wait, wait. Cliff is quiet over there. Go ahead, Cliff. Go ahead, Cliff. We, we, no, I'm not. Come on, I'm Cliff. Cliff, 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 Cliff is taking in these jewels. This, this, no, he's usually no, 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 spicy. He's usually more spicy. Come on, Cliff. No, it's not. He's talking some shit. Let me just listen. Sometimes you just want to listen to music. Where's the hot shit? What's up? No, first time you can't really you can't really experience a normal that if you really like or whatever. Boom, because the first time. You're not going to perform your best at the first time all the time. Why not? Because, listen, it might be off day. You might have been fucking all week. Yo, and then you she, shouldn't be fucking all week. Who else you fucking all week? We're talking listen, about one girl five times. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm Yo, if it's an off day, then it if might, I know it might be it's an off, off day, day week. It take about three times to really learn each other's body. And what That's why I said five. I'm going to tell me that you're not putting in your I'm with him on this one. It could take three times. It could take three times to get real chemistry. No, it take three times because first, first of all, the first time you could be pounding out your life away and you ain't doing shit to her. Yeah, it's a Why lot. Why would it's, you pound your life it's, away? It's, and I'm just saying, it's so, a so level. Because you, y'all, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I'm going right now. I'm going with him. It was, with him. It was, it was when, <laughs> when me and my wife, <laughs> when me and my wife hit the three to four times. I think it's about three times. After three to four times, I got the. So what are we? Then I knew, you know what I'm saying? Okay, now we establishing kind of stuff like that. First couple of times, you kind of still trying to figure it out. But after a while, when we realized, like, yo, I'm letting my guard down, we getting comfortable, what's good? But we went on a tangent. Let me get back to the last question oh. on this topic. Jesse Williams, <laughs> Serena Williams, and, and, and Sidney Poitier, outspoken black people currently dating or married to white people, does that diminish their work or the meaning of their work? No. No. No, but I don't no. even I don't even care about that. Work. Yeah. Right. What do you feel? Go I, ahead. Honestly. So I so I was having this co- this conversation like with my homeboy earlier and I was like I was speaking from like a woman's point of view and I'm like it doesn't matter how accomplished a woman is. It does she won't her accomplishments will not be validated enough unless she's married or she's with someone. And that just diminishes the work even further. And I'm just like, I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. it doesn't really matter. Like who I'm fucking don't have no indication on how great I am, the mm-hmm. greatest one within because your dick didn't make me powerful. I made myself powerful. You know, exactly. like I just I can't. Uh, Wait, but uh, you know how they say. <laughs> you said don't, dick don't, don't make you powerful. Let me say I got the Erica Badu pussy. You feel me? This shit gonna laugh. I did a, a post. I'm like, yo, whatever Erica Badu got in her stuff, I wanted it. Want that because she screwed dudes' lives up. She fixed it. I mean, I'm married, so I'm <laughs> never gonna, I'm never gonna sin for that. But to me, I'm, that's like, that's like some hurricane reading rain. But like, she's changed dudes' whole projection of their lives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You feel me? She <laughs> did, but like, you know, that's their fault. Yeah. What? <laughs> how? how? Dursan, like, if he got it, he'd be like, you know, what? it was alright. I'm not gonna that's, lose my mind that's over. That's their fault. Like, mm. but I mean, it, it, if that's what they wanted, the people who came out of those relationships, like. From your perspective, where you, where you sit, like, did they come out better or did they come out worse? I think they took a tailspin, yo. There's like an Erica Badu effect where it takes a couple of years for you to bounce back. Yeah, like yeah, common, yeah, common yeah. lost you, himself you for a little you, bit. You Even Andre three thousand was weird for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You can't be but losing it, your mind. It's that, that, that structure. Like when she, someone asked her, like, what, like, what is it about you that, like, that you build men the way you do? She's like, honestly, man, I just listen, and I'm like, the secret. All the secrets. Yeah, that is the secret. It is the to secret. listen, to yeah, listen, yeah, to yeah. ask questions and listen. So since we in spicy more, I'm gonna keep it spicy in, in kind Super of spicy. the elevator. Bisexuality, right? Because I feel like you know, 
we especially people of color we treat bisexuality different and we kind of like it's a stigmatism between the sep- when we accept bisexuality when we don't and women we accept it we think it's fun and men we're just like nah he's straight gay there's no there's no bisexual line so I want to further that conversation the first sub question bisexual women are accepted way more than bisexual men do you think this is double standards fair first of all if she's bisexual and she's a woman she has to be pretty you cannot be ugly. Excuse me? Oh, wait. That was mad ignorant. Wow. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect wow. that First to come out. Like, like, if, like, if like, if like, like, if a big hairy woman come in, we'd be like, get out of here. But if she's, that if she's is pretty, no. I'm going to add a little rum she, to this. If, she, if she's pretty, it's like, oh, she's bisexual. But anyway, go ahead. I My think bad. the Don Q guy hitting him, hitting him a little bit. So, so what do you feel about that, Cliff? <laughs> too much you've been quiet. I want to get more It's facts, though. It's facts. Do you want to know? This is views, right? From the friend zone. Do you want to know what men really think or no? Let me tell you something. All right. Let's let's talk about it. But you know, that's fine. Go ahead. Because I was like, first of all, I am a proud bisexual woman. I'm not bi-curious. I'm bisexual. Okay. Okay. That's one. Second of all. She's about to go in. I'm here for this yes, shit. You are pretty. You are no, no, pretty, so it wasn't going to affect you. You sec- know what I'm saying for no. him? No. Second of, all, second of all. I, first of all, I just. Who, go ahead. This relationship, wait, I just got beautiful. I was ugly for a very long period of time. Ooh. And I've been knew I was bisexual since I was 15. That's one. I was an ugly, 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 ugly. It was hard for I had. Huh? It was hard. But. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've never, I've never heard I know it was hard. I think you're attractive. I've never <laughs> heard a woman say yeah, that. You're I very up. beautiful. Yeah, girl, I, I girl, know it was hard. Very, very girl, beautiful. Very hard. <laughs> but like growing up, like even when, like when I first started dating my boyfriend, my boyfriend was like, "Yo, you have the personality of like a really ugly fat girl." I'm like, "Yo, it was a struggle <laughs> to get this cute. It was really a struggle." Second of all, you don't need to be cute to be bisexual because it is again. It is. He said he only he only accepts cute bisexual yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah. I only accept cute bisexual. Why girls? would I accept an ugly and bisexual? Here's woman? your here's your ignorance because you believe that because she's bisexual that means she's gonna get another bitch to suck wow. your dick at the same time. Yeah, but no, I don't wanna fuck her. False. She's ugly. False. False, yo. <sighs> All right, so let me bring it back here. Dirt threw, threw a bomb in the conversation deck. Yo, nobody was expecting that <laughs> shit. It's a nerd. So let's just talk, especially amongst people of color. Why do we accept bisexuality in women, pretty or ugly, but not in men? But it isn't, it isn't a, a it's, honestly and truly, it's most unaccepted by men because of men and their fear of homophobia. Yeah. Like, because of We're definitely like, homophobic. And then nah. what makes it worse is like- You are, we, and I'm going to tell you we how. We all have, I'm open-minded, I'm open-minded. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If you have a girlfriend, I don't know, and you, she wants a threesome, but she wants another guy. Are you saying yes to that? I think that's it more depends. territorial than because these guys they they they, 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 they said no in here because this was a question that we asked before because that's they, a trizzy no. to me. That's Why can't another guy two, two guys and a girl is not a threesome to me? That's a trizzy. Stop! It is not a train. It's Yo. a trizzy. It's a trizzy. Listen, 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 listen. If she what? was, if she was because, to just, if she because was, because a heterosexual male is not me. If you just come out and say me, I want D, another guy, me, D, and a girl, right? I'm not ever touching D. I'm not ever looking at him. He's in the front while I'm in the back. I'm in the back while he's in the front. Wait, you talking about double penetration? That's not a... That's That's the only way... Me and two, me and another man could ever be in a threesome. A threesome, everybody's getting involved. 
And that's not happening with heterosexual men. It's not a threesome with two guys, right? It's not a threesome with two guys. That's what I'm saying. And y'all be throwing shit. It's a threesome when it's three people. Threesome. That's it. Whether it's two girls. So, boom. In French, right? They call it a menage a trois. It's the work of three. That's what it roughly translates. A threesome is the work of three. Doesn't matter if Now, do you hear gender in that? You don't hear gender in that. Two girls and one guy. That's what I said. No. Honestly, honestly, truly, I don't care about French. I speak English. A threesome is two girls and one guy. A threesome, a threesome is three people. Two guys and one girl. I have a question. Two guys and one girl is a gang bang. I was gonna say that. How is that a gang bang? If you look at porn, they never a gang bang is four or more. How two people make a gang? Please explain that. A gang bang is four or more. Three people's a gang. Everybody exactly. rules the gang, and the guys are doing the bank. Bullshit. You, you'll never see a porn title of Menage a Trois when there's two guys Let in the girl. Let me ask this question. That's a gang no. bang. Okay, all right, all right, all right. That's a treason. What do you call it when it's three men or three women? A threesome. Three people. What? Three men. Three men. Three men. Three Three gay niggas. That's, that's what you call it. Gay porn that's, be hella interesting. That could be a Menage a Trois because... No, it's not. They all mess with each other and they're gay. It's three people. A threesome is three people no matter what gender you are. It does not matter. And that's it. It's only a gangbang when it's four or more. You see, and that, (laughs) that, this argument we're having alone is the reason why bisexuality is accepted more for women than men. Right, and and y'all are showing it right now. Y'all are showing it right now. God is not done with me. I'm still growing. Um, You know what I'm saying? Let let me know when I can make a point. Go ahead, go ahead. I can make a point. I got the floor? Yeah, yeah. You here's got why, the fucking floor. Here's why bisexuality <laughs> is more accept, is accepted by men when it's for women and not for men. Yes. We love women, right? Mm-hmm. The women more women. women, the better. I Two agree. beautiful women that we want interacting with each other, beautiful. Yeah. We don't like men. We're, we're disgusting to each other. Two men too. touching each other. Repulsive. Is it repulsive when it's double penetration and the guys on the bottom and girls? Yeah, the that's yeah. yeah. And then the it, guys in the ass. That's, that's, that's a little. I don't know how they accept that. that. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's the suspect. The other pair of nuts. Is that yeah, wrong? That's, that's, yeah, that's that's suspect. Like, yeah, that's suspect. You can't do that. Men, you can't do that. I know some men. I know men who's done that. Who said, "Yo, I had to do that to just get get through, right?" But to me, it's just like, "Yo, once our nuts slap." What kind, of, what kind of conversation do we have after that, my G? Like, that's why we have to be with strangers. I can't do that. You can't do that, man. It got to be some dude like, Does yo. Does that make you... It doesn't yo, make you gay, does. but you had a gay type experience to me. If your, test, this, if your testicles touch another man's technical, it was a mistake. You didn't mean yeah, to, but that's a gay type experience. Yo, get that back gay. on track. Oh, God. Cliff? Why is that? Yo, not, Cliff is just over there. I ain't got no comment. I'm just listening right, to so that. So let me go that's on because we're, that's we're that's running gay. out of time. I'm just listening Mal- to Malik Yoba came out as a heterosexual man who's trans attracted and is getting slack. Is that fair? He didn't say he's he didn't say he's gay. He didn't say he's attracted to men. He said he's trans attracted. Which to me is just like because of our culture, we ran with it. Then I started seeing memes of Malik Yoba said the girls girls are coming through. It's like sponge out. I I'm out because they're trying to say that he's gonna it's gonna be trans men. And my question to you is just like, you know, because we're so I hate to say it as black men we're so homophobic as a whole kind of thing. To be trans attracted, you gotta realize 
Not every transgender you can identify and be like, yo, they go with transgender. Sometimes transgenders look just like women. And he's saying that he's trans attractive and everybody lost their mind. So do you think it's fair or not? I don't think he's gay. I think he's curious. I'm not going to hold you. I'm a liberal. I'm so liberal when it comes to that. I support him fully. I fully respect that. I'm like, there are a lot of nerves in, you know, your rectal area. You feel me? If that's what he likes, that's what he likes. I support him on that. I applauded him for that. I think it was a really big step. What about you? I ain't got no opinion on that, man. That's that's weird to me. (laughs) It's not for you. So, So let me ask you a question. If... Because a lot of times there's this game on social media or, or, or on internet. You see a woman, they'll be like, "Yo, isn't she bad?" That that you know that that hook and sick that they be like, "Oh, you this can't girl's tell bad, in pictures, right? but you could tell." And in then person. and then you be like, "Oh, you comment? Oh, shorty's you bad." You can tell in person oh, as she, soon as they talk. Oh, you, no, you cannot. As soon as they see, talk. See, the same therapies no, change their way. They, as they talk. soon as they talk, but then deeper than mine. You said you no, said. I'll show you a couple female-born females whose voices are deeper than mine. My voice, I actually hire like. When I speak to people, my voice is actually higher because it gives me more. My, my voice is mad deep. I be trying to like. So, so my question uh, is, your voice not deep. It's exactly finding a hetero, <laughs> finding a transgender woman attractive. Does that make you yes, gay? yes? Mm-hmm. It's a man. Even but if you can't tell, her presentation was to be of a woman. Like Laverne Cox Dog, looks you know that manish, that's so like, you can kind of tell. Like but there's some transgender you don't know. When Bugs Bunny used to try to trick Elma Fudd, he'll dress up like a woman yeah, to but trick that's... Him, And then Elma Fudd be like, oh, wait a minute, you actually Bugs Bunny? Fuck out of here. I miss those cartoons. You know, like that's <laughs> what they're doing now, bro. It's like, great, and here's the thing, right? I don't care what anybody does. They live how they live, whatever. You know, you got your, your things, you got people watching. I don't want to offend nobody. But if you're a man and you cut your dick off, that doesn't make you a woman. Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation, but... You understand? So, are you gay? Yes. Okay. So, so Cliff, do you think that the, the slack we're giving Maliki over is, like, fair? I think it's fair because I, 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 I'm, I'm a little confused. Like, he said he knew since 16 he had these feelings, and now I think he's just doing it for financial gain. That's just my opinion. Because oh, it's a hot-button hot item. He said Wait, he, financial gain? That's big. No, because big. if you get the yeah. LGBT, oh, yeah. if you get the LGBTQ, sometimes... But you come on. They run the media. If you get the behind you, it opens doors. It's a lane. I understand that, but at the same time, you you could lose. I you can lose your people too. I, I don't think he's doing it for financial, that's financial a lane. gain. He, he, he they the ran him down so bad on the shade the room, on... ball alert, and all of that. I don't think he would risk that. For I was it. talking I, to my I, mans I, about 100%. this, right? If we looked that. up the numbers. The transgender population is like 0. 0.6 in the whole world, right? Yeah. In, in the United States. We're doing all of this accommodation for 0.6% of the population. There's more midgets in America than there are transgenders. Yeah. Why don't we have bathrooms and and things to accommodate and I'm not saying that to offend them what I'm saying is that they have a strong lobby and they are in the media and they are able to push issues specifically right. in that community we're kind of running on time because we started up late so let me ask this one last question right there's an article saying that boys get their period too right because that's a transgender thing which to me is confusing uh, then there's, there's another thing called Latin X where certain Latin people don't want to be identified as Latino or Latina because they're gender binary and there's also gender neutral are we are we confusing our kids in the efforts to pursue equality because to me now it's mad confusing we're not confusing know, our kids we're confusing ourselves they're born into it 
so they're going to know what mm-hmm. it is because they're being taught that. Mm-hmm. We weren't taught all of this. We didn't have all these options and stuff like that. Because we've had a transgender guest yeah. on the show. And then while we while we was having the show, I kept trying to think to myself, do I say he, do I say she? But sometimes well, like it's, I work in a healthcare system and they change that whole thing. Like we, it's male, female, and then, you know... And, 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 you, and it's okay. Guess was mad cool. It's okay to ask them. And be like, but it's, it's, nah, it's okay. It's okay to choices. It's you know okay I mean? to open up that communication and say, "What would you like for me to call you?" Or what is your pronoun? Because yeah. they yeah, yeah, they yeah. know. Yeah, you They're used to that people. for their whole you gotta, lives. Yeah. You know, they but know. What, it's better to ask than to just say it. Is that why am I now not allowed to have an opinion on it? Yeah, that's what's up. Right. So, Cliff, you have a young. You, I agree with you that. You have a young child. You feel me? It's like you can't your, your have daughter, an opinion. I can't have an opinion. Your daughter's too homophobic. Yeah. Right. Or I'm this. Yeah. Or I'm bashing. It's your your daughter's too. How do you feel like you're going to address this with her, right? Because eventually this is something you're going to have to speak to her about. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's me and her mother when, when the time is right, you know. We'll have the discussion about it to, to, to educate her what's going on. Right now, it, it's even even as an adult, we still got to get educated about what's going on in the yeah, situation. Yeah, it's tough, right? like, do we? 100%. I mean, there's a lot of things where, like I said, the whole thing about the Maliki over issue is I think he's doing it for financial gain. He t- he, I watched mm-hmm. the interview. He said he had these feelings at 16. So at 16, why he didn't why he didn't express that to the whole world? That's because when, it's hard for people to come he, out. You it's it it's a whole matter. different world. It hold doesn't on, matter on, if he's 16 hold on, hold on, or 40-something. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. There was I'm no talking transgenders about, when he was 16. No, I, and, um, listen, he said at 16, at 16, he, yeah. he, was, he had these feelings. It's very hard. The terminology, we haven't had the terminology. But I... Listen, in my opinion, I think he was doing for financial gain. No. If, like, That's what I think. Like I said, I was like, I knew I was bisexual at 15. And I grew up in a very strong Christian household. To this day, my mother does not know I'm bisexual because it would kill her. Like, it's very hard to express those feelings. Like, I knew what I liked. Like, can I can I ultimately marry a woman? No. But I was like, I still like what I like. I cannot help. I like what I like and I feel what I feel. Because, because we're sexually wrapping up, you like it. Because we're wrapping yeah. up no, the show. No, I like women. I, I want to give everybody 30, 30 seconds vibes. to answer. So what's what is the best way for us to address this as far as like you know what do we need as far as education or or just communication with people going through this through the the gender identity and the appropriateness of it leave what do you everybody think everybody alone just leave people alone You teach your kids tolerance and you keep you teach your kids you teach your kids what is acceptable to you yeah. You teach, but you most importantly, you teach them tolerance. Tolerance is very important because had had we had mm-hmm. more tolerance growing up, people would be a lot more different and people would be a lot more open about the things that they're feeling in the moment that they're feeling it. I agree. What do you? Um, just to accept everyone, <clears throat> you know, um, that's basically what I teach my children now. Yeah, yeah I, I I I echo the sentiment that everyone said. I also feel like I think a lot of times we get too caught up worrying about what other people are doing behind their closed doors. Like, to me, treat people with respect, you know, how they come across to you. I don't care if someone's trans- transgendered. If they're nasty to you, you can return that energy, keep that same energy. I'm not going to tiptoe around someone because they're transgender, but at the same time, I'm not going to attack your, your values or go out of my way to make you feel uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? I don't worry about yeah. what people do in the bed. But at the same time, it is, we're living in times where it changes every day what's appropriate or not. Like before, it's just like, if you call someone a tranny, it's offensive. Tranny's short for transgender. It's just like, it becomes, you know, he, she was, was something we I used remember, a lot as, as a kid. She. You know what I'm saying? And now he, she's the new F word. 
Like you know, yeah, you, it's it's big business, man. There's you know what I'm saying? Money. So There's it's it's kind of it's movement. a changing so. thing. Even what Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle got a lot of attention for it. But we got we got to wrap up the show. I got to have you guys back because you guys were great guests and we had a short and short in time for the show. But you know, if you want, let everybody know how they can reach out to you. Or if you want people to reach out to you, or give a shout out real quick. So what you got? Uh, you got it on Facebook. You just hit me up on there, or you can hit me up on Instagram. It's S U N E E B O Y, the number one, Sunny Boy One. Okay. All right. So I'm on Instagram. You can find me at undefined underscore misunderstood, spelled conventionally. U N D E F I N E D underscore misunderstood. Uh, me and Greedy Gut. G R E E D Y G U T. I mean, you know, it's real talk more. You could also find me Views in the Friend Zone on Instagram. You know, it's a great episode. I love having you guys. I'm going to have you guys back because we need a longer time. Yeah, you know we what I'm saying? Spicy episode. What about you, Cliff? You want to give a shout out before we head out? <laughs> no shout outs. Just everybody stay blessed on a Sunday. That's it. All right, be like sick. We <laughs> out. Views. <laughs> I'm trying to be, I'm trying to reach the end zone. I had to say, I was triggering you. You did, oh my god. You did, I felt it coming. I was so triggered. No, I was so triggered. I'm sorry. You shot me a couple of times, bro. I definitely gotta have you back. I wasn't expecting him to say that. No, because honestly, I stand on so many pedestals.